What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I'm just the pig. A lowly, lowly pig. And I recorded all these lines from my couch, apparently, because I really didn't know what this film was. (laughs) (laughs) And the nitro rifle, Andy Cortez. Nick, can you imagine the theme song? Like after Totoro and everything, I expected this theme song to go, Porco, Porco, Porco Rosso. And it just didn't fit that vibe at all. This movie was no, not at all. It's not what that I movie. It was be. This is one of those movies where they're like, we have an extra month and $100,000. What do we do? And someone's like, can we finally do my idea? And everyone's like, fuck, fine. Just do <laughs> Phil's idea. He just no, wants it's, to be, it's, it's the one about the pig, Phil. What's that? <laughs> It was Miyazaki's idea. It's a, it's a, it does this one for me is the first what we like to call miss of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> the studio well, we, like, we like to call it uh, just so for everyone wondering, uh, Belinda <laughs> had some work stuff she has to deal with, so she can't be with us today. But she's going to be texting me her thoughts and ranking of where this movie goes, and she will be joining us again next week. Um, but yeah, this is kind of funny's in review where we rank and review different movie franchises or uh, collections of works from directors or what have you. You can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or listen to it on your favorite podcast service. Also, you can watch on roosterteeth.com. We like to give you options. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. We'll be there for you. Uh, just like Patreon producer Mohammed Mohammed did. Love you. Hey, Momo. We love you very much, Momo. Thank you Thank for you all of your us, support. Uh, it's great stuff. Today, we are talking about Porco Rosso, a.k.a. the Crimson Pig, which we is so fucking cool. Like, Mark, yeah. how do you go from Porco Rosso, which I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, never ceased to make me laugh in this movie. Every call it Porco? fucking time that Porco was brought up, it got me. Well, Porco oh, really? Ro- Rosso is red or perhaps Crimson Pig in Italian, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, his name, intro, his, his, his like, intro popped up, and all the text was popping yeah. up, and it was like they call Which, him the red pig, but then in Italian it said Porco Rosso. Like, yeah, cool. that's cool. That's pretty cool. Because cool. uh, cool. he flew the red ship, right? That was why it was like the red, like the red baron, the red pig. Yeah, kind of a play off that. Yeah, yeah. the red pig. <laughs> anyway, released on July eighteenth, nineteen ninety two. Uh, once again, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, and with music from Joe Hisai Ishi. Uh, a budget of $9.2 million and a box office of $44 million. Kind of shocked at how That's well this movie did, uh, given how radically different it is from the last couple uh, movies that he had done. A uh, uh, runtime of an hour and 43 minutes. Um, yeah, there we go. Those are, those way, are some of the facts for you. As a side note, Tim, I felt your pain the other day. Um, over the weekend, I was showing my wife that video that you had slacked us mm-hmm. with a live choir doing Totoro. And I was like, babe, I'm totally into this. This is so amazing. It's so powerful. It's by an author. It's like the, the guy that composed its name is Joe. And I finally tried to say his last name looking at it. And I was like, he, nope, just Joe. We're going to go yeah. with Joe on this one. Oh, I don't no. want to, I don't want to slaughter this guy's last name. Well, so the, respectful. Wait, Tim, how many colors were used in this one? Uh, I couldn't find that out. Uh, unfortunately. Damn. At least I know. three. I know. Um, but I, I will say, Nick, that I've always had an issue with reading words when they're spelled out syllable by syllable, like when they're written to be 
easier digested when they're saying like here's the phonetic version sure. of it yeah sure. like i i need like right here i'm looking at he that was some weird he, symbols she. too like squigglies put... and shit and umlauts and i'm like what where, where did all these symbols come from it why are you throws trying me to off. Huh. it just throws me off you know interesting that's weird yeah. that is he's supposed to help you tim it's a, yes exactly so some facts right. about this that are interesting nick about you uh joking about what this is um it was supposed to just be a like short film that was uh going to play on a certain japanese airline uh, based on some oh, interesting like small little uh like not full mangas but like little tiny stories that uh miyazaki had created based on this porco rosso character yeah they were like give us a 45 minute movie we could play in planes miyazaki and he was like i got you i got you i got or they were like, Maybe. I'm, I'm the plane guy you know that uh, was it like, then, was it like jal airlines was like we just need someone like we need the video of someone like here's how you use a seatbelt. remember how like i think it was united <laughs> did that where they had a really cool animated one where everything like they had like pigs and stuff, and or it was a virgin, yeah. And uh, one of them did that, and they were like, "He's like, can you give us like a two to three minute thing." And he's like, "Sure." Turns into an hour and thirty three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I mean, they yeah, that's pretty much it. Lighthearted, yeah. But but he pretty much yeah, they want something lighthearted, and he was they started working on it, and he's like, you know what, with everything going on in the world, and and you know, with a kind of looking back at uh, situations that had uh, influenced his kind of maturation into adulthood. He was like, I want to do something a little bit more serious that's like a, a little more uh, front-facing serious compared to Kiki's Delivery Service or Totoro. They both but dealt sure. with some really serious topics, but, um, you know, are a little bit more like kid-friendly. Um, in the documentary The Kingdom of Dreams and Madness in 2013, Hayao Miyazaki called this film foolish. When asked why, he stated that it was foolish for him to make an adult movie for children. And uh, they, they go on to talk about how... Um, Porco Rosso is one of the few films uh, directed by him in which the historical and geographical settings are clearly defined and where most of the story could have happened in the real world. Uh, Marco's an Italian hero from the First World War is shown fighting against Austro-Hungarian Hungarian, uh, fighter planes in a flashback sequence. And uh, he makes statements of being anti-fascist, uh, quipping during one scene, I'd much rather be a pig than a fascist. Miyazaki shed light on the political context of the making of the film in an interview where he reflects that the conflicts that broke out during the film's production, uh, such as those in... Dubrovnik and elsewhere made Poco Rosso a much more complicated and difficult film for him to create. Um, and that it, it, it to him is one of the more powerful ones. And it's, it's interesting, especially when you see the, the shot at the end with the, in the credits where did you guys watch the credits? Some no. of them, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of skimmed through mm. just to see if there was anything at the end of them. I don't think I did yeah. watch the credits this time. So the credits, uh, it was a lot more like historical looking. Like they were like black and white animated things that were made to look like old photographs yeah uh, mm -hmm. but obviously it's cartoon still um and it was showing kind of just like what the actual war was uh, that he was in and which is world war one and he, there's hella pigs wait like everyone's a pig yeah yeah i saw that that i saw like when the pictures everyone's drawn as a pig and all that stuff the yeah, war, the and war he was when he when he was younger yes right okay not like the, the war one, he was yeah. running away from which which was no, World no, no, War II, no. or yeah. at least yeah. the, the rise of fascism in Italy. Yep, there's a cost to it leading up to World War II. Right. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie, I, um, I was telling Belinda last night, like I enjoy the, I enjoy the subtext of it. I enjoy uh, this man who deals with loss, and his friends have died, and uh, and he said, I'd rather just kind of be on my own than be a part of this sort of fascist regime and be a part of this war. I'm leaving all this shit behind. I kind of like that solitary uh, lone wolf. I'm going to go out, just be my own bounty hunter or whatever. But 
yeah, again, like I didn't know that he sort of said this movie was foolish because this movie was more catered towards children. Because I would have loved this movie was way more serious and way yeah. more adult, and it deals with really deep, dark shit that I, I wish, like, well, I, I think- want. I want this movie to make me cry. Like this movie should have made me cry. This should have been a kind of a tearjerker de- with this guy dealing and finally sort of overcoming this loss and stuff. And I just, I don't know. By the end of it, I just kind of felt like, eh. It just kind of turned into this little cartoon fist fight that I didn't really care too much about. What do you think? I, I really liked it. Like I, this is the first time watching it, um, and I think this is the first one of these movies that I haven't seen before. And I didn't know what to expect. So I, like, all I knew was, like, this pig man, right? Um, <laughs> but, like, I thought that, yeah, like, the themes were very adult. And, like, yeah, I mean, it has a, a bunch of weird things that they kind of, like, he is very misogynistic at, at different points. And they, like, explain that away of being, like, well, he's a pig, you know? Uh, and yeah. I, I think that's interesting. But, like, just <laughs> overall, um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought that like the action sequences because they were in planes were really cool and well done. It had a lot of uh, Castle Cast Castilio. Yeah, <laughs> you can just say Lupin oh, from now on. The, yeah, yeah, you know you what? I'm gonna Lupin. say Lupin. Yeah, I, just, I never yeah. gonna say it. That's, that's Anyways, an easier one to say or Wolf uh, vibes and uh, like in the cool coke like ho- not hokey uh, kooky story that like you can tell it's not as flushed out as Lupin, but like there's history here that like you know we get uh to eventually i i I really liked it i really really enjoyed it i like the way it ends where it's kind of like oh they don't really tell us how his story closes but he gets away and that's Mm -hmm. cool and does he get with gina it seems so i would Um, what do you think nick i'm with andy on this one where i feel like the movie is not serious enough to be to be like impactful and not goofy enough to be a kid's film so i think it's just totally a little bit off um and i personally and this this really kills me to say but i just did not like if you listen to the version where michael keaton is the lead character i just did not like his acting at all um because i don't think that he really understood what was going on like he just doesn't nail the character uh, everyone else seems to sort of have that vibe but he has this sort of like i don't know it just his line reads just don't feel like he really was all in on this I will, one. I will say this, Nick. I will say this because I, I, I'm totally with you there for maybe the first third of the movie or maybe the first, I don't know, fourth or third of the movie where I thought, oh, shit, this is Michael Keaton. This is crazy. And then eventually started feeling like you felt where I just thought, man, he does not give a fuck about this job no. at all. But I do feel like uh, like it got better as it went on. And eventually this character was this sort of cool debonair. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything. This is just who I am or whatever. Yeah. But it made me wonder, like, because I feel like in the second half of the movie or the second two thirds of the movie, second that doesn't make sense anyway uh the latter the latter half of it i feel like his acting was a lot better and the character sort of came through the screen uh in a more sort of uh i don't know charismatic way yeah i thought it feels like the first those first few lines that he had that first kind of like a third of the movie like maybe those were re-recordings he had to do and he just didn't give a fuck at that point yeah maybe i don't want to be here this sucks because it it totally changed for me later on where in the beginning i thought dude this michael keaton sucks here man so funny i may have been absolutely loved michael keaton i thought that to me he made me enjoy this movie exponentially more than than mm. i would have that actually bumps it up for me so much because i love the i love how goofy it is i feel like this pig man in this really serious story and michael keaton being his voice totally totally fits and the way that he kind of acts out the 
the the li- the ridiculous lines of dialogue that he has and the amount of bacon references and the amount of times like I'm just a pig like he says things like that and it's just like I feel like it it I disagree with you Nick in the sense that I think that he actually did know what he was doing and it is just it's a ridiculous <laughs> it's just, thing he's doing he with it. yeah right because yeah. I really like how many times uh, and it starts where it's a lot more of of Marco or Porco kind of getting these bits but then later uh, the women get them but it's the VO driven stuff that reminds me a lot of the game Bastion. Where it's just, mm, just, yeah, I'm just giving some narration about some shit that's happening in my life, and it's, it's yeah. a fucking flying pig. It's like I, I enjoyed that stuff so much that it kind of kept me going. This movie to me is uh, really kind of put me at a crossroads with these movies where I need to kind of like reflect, and I've been thinking a lot in the shower the last couple days mm-hmm. about these movies uh, of just like what do I actually think about them. Because I definitely enjoyed this one more than I've enjoyed most of the other ones. And I think that just is a testament to the fact that I like the kind of action. action-y, like, loopin'-y style things. I, I, um, I enjoy all of the, the the themes and stuff, but I think that when it comes to these Miyazaki movies, I think I respect them more than I enjoy them. Yeah, that's fair. And, and that's kind of becoming a, a trend uh, with the recent ones where going into this, I was like, I'm not really excited for this. Like, I've never heard anything about Porco Rosso, so it's like... I feel like at this point I, I would have either been hyped up or told to, you know, not expect much. The fact that I've heard nothing, um, I think benefited the movie for me where I was like, I found things to enjoy from it. Yeah. Um, but I leave this one being like, damn, we got five more Miyazaki movies. I don't know that I really am stoked about this. But every week, I, I feel like every single time we do one of these movies, watching the movie, I'm not super into it. And then talking to you guys about it every single time makes me enjoy it more. Well, I think it's these like are movies ta- that are like, talking about the themes, like talking about all the stuff. I'm like, like th- that's what makes the movie special. It's it's not necessarily that they're entertaining. Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, because I think a lot of these don't have a tremendous amount of rewatchability. Um, I think maybe um, Kiki's. The, well, no, what was the one before Kiki? Totoro. Totoro probably does to a degree if you have kids and I could see them wanting to watch that over and over again but for me the only movie that I come back to that I actually like want to watch every couple years just to touch back in with it and check and see if I see new things is Castle of Cagliostro just because it is fun it is a heist movie it is about thieves it is more actiony and silly and I think the comedy does transcend um, for the most part a lot the the, the time barrier Um, but a lot of these movies are are way more kid oriented um, and they just don't have they don't have the appeal of a Pixar film and I think that's just because Pixar obviously could build their empire on the shoulders of people like Miyazaki and see what they did and kind of build off of that. Um, but I'm not I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Tim, where I'm like, I'm interested to watch Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. I've never seen either of those. And I know they're or Howl's Moving Castle. And I know there are very people love those movies, but I have the same itching suspicion that we're going to be in the same spot over and over again. We're like, these are beautiful. They're art movies. I don't want to watch them again. Yeah, yeah I, I'm happy I, we're I, watching them, though. I, me yeah, too. I, me too. I I really, really am on your all side with this. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm respecting these movies more than I'm actually, like, deeply enjoying them or whatever. I do want to shout out, though, that some of the artistry in this movie is insane. Like, they the, they pull off scenes that you would see in a 3D movie nowadays with, like, crazy 360 views and stuff. And it's just, it's all just hand-drawn. And it, it blows me away. There's one scene towards the end of the movie where... Um, we're so used to seeing flyover scenes with, you know, gorgeously painted uh, scenery or whatever. But in this case, it was the plane flying over the animated cliffs. Oh, and it, remi- oh it reminded me, of, like, it reminded so me of like the first time that I that you played like Star Fox or some sort of 3D yeah. flight game where suddenly you're seeing 
this different perspective of how yeah. flight looks and it blew me away i was that, like holy that's the shit the sequence dude. where he's leaving the mechanics yeah. right yeah like that yeah, whole yeah, yeah. that whole uh scene like from where they're like right before they launch out because like the whole time they're about to launch out i'm like how is he gonna make that tight turn you know yeah. and he's got the rope really cool. and it's just like oh this shit feels so well thought out and it looks so like good and like the tension i it's funny I feel like they build the same way, uh, the, the tension the same way that um, Fast and the Furious does, where it's like, you know everyone's going to be fine, um, but like there's a, there's moments where you're like, oh, fuck, how are they going to get out of this? And then they do, and it's like, wow, that was way cooler than it needed to be. I, I'm sure somewhere Miyazaki's like, this dude is comparing my movies to Fast and Furious. <laughs> Miyazaki just no, hey, dude, like, Miyazaki gets it, dude. You think, you don't think Miyazaki loved the third fa- to- Tokyo Drift? Come on. Dude, as, as we were watching this shit, I, I literally was like, I want nothing more than Por- Porco Rosso and Dominic Toretto to team up just once, mm-hmm. just for just a moment, big. you know? Just Porco Rosso, you don't know me, Dominic. but you're about to. <laughs> great, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, um, I, I really just wanted this movie to be a little bit more than what it was. And when we get to the sequence where he sees all his friends die and there's this cool, crazy... <sighs> heavenly this is where the planes go after their these people have died and his plane won't go up like seeing a, a a concept like that put in film it's so creative and cool and i want more of that and then it's kind of back to like crazy hijinks and you know cool dog fights which i enjoyed to watch but man i wanted more but of like- that I thought that the conclusion deep sort of weird fantasy shit. The conclusion of the dogfight when you realize like, oh, Porco is not Porco is not going to kill this guy. Like he won't kill, and like that's yeah. the, you know that's the reason why he's not fucking with the military or the air force anymore. Yeah. Um, and the, the other guy keeps trying, and, and Porco is just better than him. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, just I thought the fact that it around. ends with them like throwing like yeah, it's a joke, but at the same time, it's like this guy keeps going after, and he just can't beat Porco. Like there's something about that that I just really liked how the porco was just so much better than him i thought it was so cool and and like that it like them ending in a fist fight somehow is better than them ending in murdering one of one each one of yep each other you know there you go i thought gina was useless (laughs) like i i don't know gina was just like this kind of just felt like an end goal for porco like Gina? Well, I think she was supposed to be like a touchstone. Like she was supposed to be the the thing that that was his humanity, you know. And the idea of the reason why he couldn't love her, he knew she loved him, and he couldn't reciprocate that because he doesn't like himself, and he doesn't like mm-hmm. the, he he keeps referring to himself as a pig and not human because of he feels guilty for yeah. either leaving his um, best friend, you know, leaving his squadron behind, and letting his best friend die. There's it, it's for me it was a little ambiguous, but for the most part, it's just whatever that happened in that battle, he feels guilty that he's the one that survived and no one else did. Yeah. And that's and that and he and and therefore losing his honor and the pig, the manifestation of the pig is obviously thematically relevant to that. Like he mm-hmm. feels like a pig, so he looks like a pig. And then the moment where he realizes that he's he's got his honor back. He's fought for the honor of this, this, like mm-hmm. uh, th- this younger person that, you know, is, and he's earned back the right to love Gina, who, you know, also loved his best friend. He finally, I love, I love that part where he's like, Holy shit, pork on your face. And we don't get to see it. Oh, and he runs yeah. off. And then we get that lovely sort of epilogue where she's she's like, you know, we don't really know what happened to him. We didn't, but you know, I think the bet went pretty well for Gina or whatever. We just see that garden that she's she's waiting for him. 
what's cool is I don't think it's really ambiguous. Like they, they kind of she's saying that, but I think that her words are a little bit. Oh, more it's literal. it's tongue in cheek. Like they, they got together. Well, like, well, she says we never because yeah, it shows the um the garden that neither one of them are there. So that kind right. of implies that they're together somewhere else. But um, you also but, see a red plane. Well, but that's uh, the, but that's the thing, yeah. So the end credits, like post credits, and you see the red plane. But she says we never saw the pig again. But yeah. like, I think that that's very much saying like Marco's here. He's, like, yeah, Marco's back. He's yeah. human again. Yeah, the pig so, is gone. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like this movie could, this movie is like on the verge of greatness. This movie could be one of the best ones that Miyazaki's done. And I think it's just, I don't know what it's missing. I, I feel like it needed more. I didn't think it needed to be more emotional and more adult. And uh, yeah. man, I, I would have loved it a lot more had we seen that impact. And we, I don't know. I just, it bums me out that I didn't like this movie as much as I did. I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I totally, totally agree. But, uh, Nick, you brought up guilt, and I think that really, like, that is kind of the um, the point of this movie. Like, when you're trying to boil it down to what is the theme of this one, I think it is dealing with guilt and how different yeah. people do that. And I think that that's where Gina kind of comes from. I see in the, in the chat that uh, CJ Rock saying Gina had no development because she was a finished character from the jump. I think that uh, she wasn't a finished character. She started uh, – in this movie, her, her whole thing was her also dealing with the guilt of her – partner dying in this situation and mm-hmm. and her um, loving him and and yeah. yeah exactly and trying to to move past it and, and i just like how it's showing how different people deal with these things um but then on top of that it's also kind of dealing with the idea of in that guilt kind of being able to see something in others and like it's, it's not handled great and this is where i totally agree with andy of just like god this movie's close um but him with uh fee that's her name right fio 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 yeah um of him seeing something special in her even though she's so young and a girl and it's just like god they hammer it home in a way that's like uncomfortable and weird um, it didn't age well yeah for sure yeah. but i think but, I think, but I, what's, I think the idea a, of it's great where it's yeah. like he does like eventually see this and trust in her and, and all this stuff in the same way that she like again on the nose as hell but like when they're when she's laying down and looking at him and like she sees the human face um for a second yeah it's like she sees something in him and, and trusts him and all that stuff's so great and then like it boils down to it where it's like they're literally in a, a battle to the death for this woman or this girl it's like it's just like oh this, these movies yeah. are, well so they're, so well they're, they're in the battle of the I, I, that one that part i didn't mind because they're in the battle of the death for the honor of her and for the for his own honor right like he knows he has to save her and the but it's a little totally off too because they try to make the curtis character kind of sympathetic at the end and you're like like they're they're there together and like we're gonna fight together but curtis is fucking creep ball um and then uh, then he gets to go on he gets to go on and have a career in hollywood and you're like oh no that that didn't age well at all (laughs) like with the current political climate but um but you know like you know i think porco's like development is supposed to be that Again, it's a development that doesn't age well because it's I was misogynistic yeah. and only wanted to fuck girls and just so, only saw them as objects. I was a womanizer and now I'm not. <laughs> and that's supposed to be like this. Like, well, oh, the, well, like he's a good guy so, now. He's redeemable. It's like, you well, know, the, now the idea, just, you know. the idea of being a pig is obviously thematically relevant as well. Right. Like they make oh, him a yeah. pig because he's a misogynist. And that's another that's another way to say you're a pig. Um, and he sees women that way as well. And that's why he that's why I think that relationship with Theo is uncomfortable because he sees her as lesser because she's young and she's a girl and she shouldn't be doing this. What in his words would be like a job for a man. Um, and then of course, at the end, he has that, he has that character realization too, that she is, she is, you know, every bit as good as everyone else, if not better than he's ever worked with. And, you know, he kind of has that change of perspective, which is good. Um, and that goes along with him 
wanting to fight again for someone that he believes in and wanting to fight for because the other thing is the other thing that's you know this movie is very very deep it's, it's unfortunate it didn't it didn't touch on a lot of that stuff was the fact that he refuses to fight for the fascists he refuses to fly for the italian uh, air force even though there are still good people and his friends in the italian air force the the because they've gone fascist because they're going toward you know allying with the nazis he just will not do that um, and then by the end of it, we hear, you know, we don't get to see it, but he takes on the entire, pretty much the entire Italian army and air force and single-handedly, you know, he flies circles around him and all that stuff. And it's kind of fun. And, and of course he becomes the, the man he was supposed to be from the get go. Um, and then, you know, get thus becomes worthy of the love of Gina, who is, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. She does have some growth, but she is the one like pure character in this. She's like, she's like the true North character where she's like, you could be a good guy again. You just got to get over your shit. And like come back to reality and realize that you, you know, you there's still work to be done. It's, it's deep, but I think it's, it sucks because like uh, it's it either needs to be way hard, way more hardcore like Nausicaa or it needs to be Castle Cagliostra where it's fucking zany and ridiculous. But this movie is somewhere in between and it just, unfortunately it kind of throws you off track. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. happy that, uh, and, and I'm being sarcastic, but I'm happy that they brought up her big butt 17 times in this movie. <laughs> It's a lot. It's like I feel like there was so many things that I was like, okay, I can I can write this off as like a weird translation or something. Like with with what you're talking about, Nick, of like, right? Yeah, it's like there's so many things where yeah, he's supposed to be misogynist, so that's why he's saying misogynist things. But then they have her say shit, and you're just like, okay, that's weird. And then you have every other male character around her talking about her big donker. It's like, come yeah. on, man, <laughs> let's stop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. And again, maybe some of that just didn't translate well into English, or and maybe some of it is just a byproduct of it this being from the 80s and maybe that it's was that. acceptable back then um i was yeah. reading up on the uh translation stuff and uh there's not too much that is there's different like the intent was definitely like kind of hit with the, the english dub um but a fun fact about miyazaki is he does not prefer the japanese dub of the or you know really? Jap- yeah i guess that's still correct to say uh the japanese dub of this he prefers the french dub oh who Porco Rosso is voiced by? Take a guess. French? Is that a French person? Mm-hmm. You're uh, gonna get it. Edith you guys Piof. are gonna get it. Wait a second. I said Edith Piaf. It was a joke because oh, her songs no, no, were no, no, one no. of the last. Was it the guy? It's not the guy from that silent film. I forget the guy from Wolf of Wall Street who plays the Swiss guy. I'm gonna give you Man, another. I have Godzilla. no idea. Godzilla is a Matthew Broderick. Close. Oh, John Renew. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's Wait, awesome. Oh, that would be perfect, actually. Jean Reno? The, the, the professional? The professional. Oh, oh, oh damn. That would be cool. cool. I would actually that really sounds like really that. cool and makes the glasses, like, way cooler. Way more yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dope as fuck. All the uh, women question. were just horny for this hog. I posted that on Instagram last night because, goddamn, like, sounds, this is, like, why do you have to sound like that? This all the uh, all the women wanted the hog, man. He's walking down these in these bars, and this lady's like, "Hey, when are you gonna hang out?" He's like, "Maybe when it's just you and I together, whatever." Well, and then like another girl, he's, like, he's fucked a bunch oh, of these like, people, right? Like that's yeah, dude. Yeah, he's in hog heaven. Makes you think about wow. that hog, you know? It does. Yeah. It really makes you think. It does a lot. I will will say that similar to Castle in the Sky, I really enjoy Miyazaki's use of pirates. Every time we're seeing pirates in these movies, they're just delightful. I'm loving this group of fucking bad guys. Are they really bad guys? They're just just weird. They're just weird. Ramon's brother. 
Well, but, see, I uh, like I, I like those guys too because those guys were like they're not bad guys. They're just they yeah. don't, they have no other way of making uh you know ends meet, so they become pirates because they they don't they don't you know just like Porco Rosso, they don't have a place to they don't want to fly for the Italians. They don't want to be a part of the war. What are they going to do? Well, they can either be a bounty hunter, which there's not much you know there's not much there either, or they can be pirates. And that's not like excusing their piracy, but it, it takes like a little bit of someone believing in them to bring them back to like being good people. Totally. And, and I, I just, love the lead guy who's like, yeah, you know, like he's like, OK, well, uh, my one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he has to redo the stakes to everyone. He's like, OK, just so everyone knows, first person to get out of the water wins this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I love that. The- and I, I just love even the beginning of this movie where the pirates are there and like we're introduced to Porco as this this guy that's going to save the day. And it's like, OK, what's at stake here? They've kidnapped 15 young girls. Yeah. And what are they going to do? They're just kind of hanging out and like yeah. they, they're just being nice to the girls. They're going for a little swim. It's just like, what the fuck also, is this? It seems like it seems like the girls at a certain point turn the tables on them yeah it's awesome like like, oh my god these this is horror this is a horror show i don't like this these kids are going to take this whole thing over they're so cute (laughs) they were were so good i do like also the um one of the 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 little mechanisms they have built in where they they can't talk to each other so they have to talk and they're talking as they're doing the shutter of the of the flashlight i think that's hilarious that's really sick also the hand signals that they do yeah, like, that was fun too. That was such a cool thing for them to just have. Well, because you'd have language. to, right? Yeah, yeah. Back right? then, they didn't have ship to ship. They didn't have like plane to plane radios. And so yelling you have to even doesn't do hand work because of the wind. Yeah. What did he exactly. say? He asked me if I was babysitting. Yeah, that was sure. funny. That was, yeah. When did I start babysitting? Yeah, yeah. Let's get uh, to the plot. Let's get to it, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start the plot for Porco Rosso or Porco the Crimson Rosso. Pig. As you want to say it in English, uh, we get a lot of really crazy text in a bunch of languages, and actually, I love how this looks, and I love that it goes. It's like it's like a typewriter, and it's moving over, moving over. Uh, but basically, it says to some extent, it, we, we Real get quick. My, my only talking about- my only problem with this was I had no idea where the English was. Me too. So for the first, like, I definitely had to rewind, and there was like a what? All right, where am I? Where am I? Where? Oh, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Um, but very cool, obviously, because I think this movie is supposed to be sort of, sort of indicative of all of Europe and all of all of that area, that region that was affected by the war. Um, so I think it's cool that they did that. Uh, mostly, this, this this text just talks about the Crimson Pig, who is a pilot and he's a bounty hunter and he fights for love. I think is what it says there somewhere. Uh, personally, I fight for honor, but love is good too. Uh, we open on a uh, uh, let's see a seaplane docked in a lagoon uh, the Italian pilot sleeps off his midday hangover just like my uncle Tony used to do every day uh, Andy would you believe that he died of cirrhosis no there I didn't is. I would not have believed yeah that. there it is uh, Porco <laughs> gets a call actually he didn't but anyway Porco gets a call <laughs> to come help Nick, what a useless couple you, words you, to say you took me on a ride there man <laughs> you, never know. you never know you never know well, I think it's um. It's just indicative of me, man. You never know if I'm, if I'm a storyteller, if I'm telling the truth. And that's a oh, good. Just a pig. Just a pig. Porco gets a call to come help save a boat full of school kids from pirates. And when he says yes, it's revealed that he has the face of a pig. Uh, the pirates are stinky and take all 15 of the kids <laughs> as Porco flies high above them. He dives down onto the ship, uh, but it's too late. The Mama Ayuto gang uh, has already taken the kids. Now, I don't know if you guys know what Ayuto means in Italian, but it means help. Mm-hmm. So it's Mama help. I don't know why. Miyazaki has a very weird connection to the Italian language in this, in that I think he hears a word and goes, that's a great word. I like that. Let's call the game now. But it's not necessarily indicative of what the character should be. At one point, someone's name is Captain Biscotti. 
which is just a cookie that you serve on the side of an espresso or a cappuccino. Yeah, but it sounds cool. I feel like it, that's what I'm saying. It cool, sounds yeah. awesome, but it's not necessarily like if you were to name a isn't character name, like Nick Deputy Quick, Pizza. Isn't your last name Little Shoe? Sure, Kevin. But um, in the context of a film, if it was Little Shoe and I was a cobbler, that would make sense, right? If my yeah. name was Captain Biscotti. <laughs> you don't that makes no fucking sense whatsoever other than it's just a funny cute thing to name someone yeah i digress uh let's see he dives down onto the ship but it's too late they stole the kids already porco isn't worried he knows the gang is cheap so they'll fly to the nearest island to save money on gas speaking of cheap porco's plane uh desperately needs an overhaul it's kicking out smoke and all sorts of crap like that speaking of cheaper did michael keaton phone this whole movie in from his couch he delivers lines with all the enthusiasm of an old cat falling asleep on a windowsill <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. This this is kind of where I'm getting that Nick, where he's where the the engine sort of busts, or whatever. He goes, oh, gotta get that fixed, and it's like none of it is good, man. And I felt it's really so good. Out. You guys are I just, so. I just wrong. felt like no, he man. was like he was like that. He didn't care about anything. Life has no meaning. Like literally, until but, his plane gets destroyed, later, he has no purpose in life except for yeah, doing these later, things that he's already been paid for. Later on, like I. I you do get moments of enthusiasm. You do get moments. Right, of, but that's what I'm saying. Get, once once his... And he's screaming or whatever, but no, but even when he's not dealing with, with Fia or whatever, just, but during all this, I would have wanted a little bit more as opposed to just like cool debonair deadpan. I mean, I just feel like there's zero he, risk. He knows that even if his fucking uh, engine stops working, he's going to float down, get someone to pick him up and go and get it fixed. You know what I mean? Like there's no, he, he has zero fear against all these pirates. It isn't I know y'all, you're, you're not going to agree with me. I don't even give a fuck. MVP, Michael Keaton. There it is. All right. Wow. You can't. I, you can't. Didn't we say we can't. We won't do the antique. And, and you're, the you're breaking your own rules, Tim. No. You're breaking your First own off, rules. The Antigone, Kevin? No, you know what uh, I am. The Antigone. <laughs> yes. Great, it's a good, good play. No, that's um, not breaking the rules. We could do that. I'm just yeah. saying it doesn't necessarily need to be that. Well, Tim writes the rules because he's host of the show. I'll tell you what, though. These kids on this pirate plane do not seem scared at all, which is terrifying andy there's nothing scarier than children who aren't scared do you know what i mean like so true what do you know children what do you see that i can't see like a cat that sees something and you're like oh what the fuck is he looking at i can't see what this cat's looking at can they see into the ghost realm i don't a lot of kids get scared by strangers and they're on this plane just like i love i love when the two kids like pop out through the little window and he's like all right get up here as long as my manager doesn't see or whatever the fuck i know so cute um, I'm also, uh, oh, let's move on. Porco catches up with the kids who are delighted to talk shit to the pirates who can't hit Porco with their machine guns. Uh, Porco then makes one quick pass and makes Swiss cheese out of one of the pirates' uh, back aileron or rudder, whatever they're called, uh, which takes the plane down. Porco signals to the pirates to give them, uh, he's like basically like, dude, just give up and you guys can keep half the loot because I know y'all got to fix your plane. And he goes, I don't want to put y'all out, you guys out of business. All right, I hate to put you guys out of business. So there is a respect, of course, that he has for these pilots, which we're seeing early on, even though well, no, they, are, he, uh, they have he, stolen children, which is takes, they should be shot to death. If he puts them out of business, then he doesn't have a business, right? Very true. Very true. He's got to keep them al- at least a little alive. Uh, of course, the the pirate in a last ditch effort grabs one of the machine gun and he tries to shoot him, uh, Porco down, but the gun jams. Uh, so they end up just giving up and Porco saves the day. Later at a bar, uh, the heads of the pirate gang all band together to figure out how to take out Porco. Their solution? Curtis, an ace pilot from America. Once again, America has to fucking come in and get it done. Am I right, Tim? All You're right. Damn right. 
Curtis oh, pushes right. them <laughs> oh, <laughs> so they could listen to a lounge singer, Gina, as she sings a beautiful song in French. Uh, she continues as Porco saunters in. Two reporters, of course, spot Porco, and they mob him, asking how it feels to be the top bounty hunter in the Adriatic. But Curtis isn't having any of it. He manhandles them, grabbing them both, and sits them back in their seats. Uh, he introduces himself to Porco and says, I am a great, uh, he's a great race pilot, uh, but guess what? I'm even better at aerial combat. And Porco's like, whoa, that sounds crazy. Uh, he tells him, be careful making a deal with those pirates because, A, they're pirates, and, B, they're stinky pinky, Tim. Stinky. Yeah, they're very stinky. You're right. He's making a note of that. and to, So much to the point where they give the poor guy a complex where he's like, hey, Theo, I, I fucking showered today. today. Is my self-worth better because I don't stink? And also, it's like, like I get that they're Italian, and I've, I've been to Italy, and yes, Italian people, we can be kind of stinky it's sometimes true. when we're it's driving true. around our little Fiat because we're too cheap to turn the air conditioning on because we want to save on gas money. So, you know, my grandpa's like, we're going to get you a fucking ice cream, kid, but first, smell my underarm. Anyway, Gina tells them all to chill out in her bar, and Curtis moves in, and so like he's all like, what's up? And she's like, you're fucking creepy as shit. And uh, it's never really addressed. Later that night, Gina joins Marco or Porco, uh, while he eats alone. Uh, she just got word that her last husband, also a pilot, has died. And Marco is like, well, those are the breaks, kid. Sorry. Maybe stop marrying pilots. And she's like, maybe I just want to marry you instead of all these other pilots who are lesser than you because they keep dying on me. And he's like, I'm just going to eat my ham. Did you guys catch that he was eating ham? It's like a pig eating a pig. Was he? I did not. I think it was but spaghetti. I yeah, it was definitely spaghetti. Fuck Nick. Nick, just by the way, earlier you said we never know when you're spinning spinning a you tail or no, telling the truth. You don't truth. even know I'm here anymore. Watch, I'm gone. We absolutely know every single time. You're not even gone. Your arm is right there. I'm back, guys. God, I got to text my mom and ask what Uncle Tony died of. I think he got hit by a car. Anyway, Gina wonders. <laughs> Mark hey, I, I, real, I really appreciate that this movie did go into him being a pig. Because I thought that, it, like, Miyazaki shit, yeah. I thought it was just going to be like, this man's a pig. Like, everyone deals with it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But when they're like, oh, it's a curse. He used to be Marco. I was like, holy shit, they're doing it. And they, when we see it too, right, we see the back. We see, like, those the pictures in the background where yeah. he's, like, he's a guy flying a ship know, with his best friend, Berlini. Uh, the next day, Porco goes. Oh, say, Berlini Gina Warner's a brand of, of pasta? Berlini? I think it actually is, yeah. actually. Yeah, good call. <laughs> uh, Gina wonders if Marco will ever break that curse that makes him look like a pig. But Marco has given up. He says, face it. I'm just a pig. A lowly, lowly pig, Andy. Okay. The next day, Porco goes to the bank <laughs> and he cashes in. Joke. He makes the followers. Kevin, it's in, it, there, there's so many of those references in here. And I'm going to try to fucking nail all of them. Uh, Porco goes to the bank and cashes in the bounty from the previous day. He makes the final payment on his seat plan and then heads down to the armory to buy some guns and ammo. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of commotion outside on the street. Evidently, there's a change in the era of the government uh, in which uh, they're making it harder for bounty hunters to do their thing. Thankfully, Porco's a pig and doesn't care about human stuff. Uh, the Mama Ayuto gang is out of options. They're broke and they're forced to join up with the rest of the pirates. Uh, they brought Curtis along as muscle to pretty much take out Porco. Uh, and that, again, I made a little note here. I love how they're signaling to each other, talking shit. Like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Where is he? I don't know. Um, they attack another cruise liner. Uh, very and and a very peaceful announcement comes over the loudspeaker saying, "Hey everyone, just chill out. This happens all the time. We've got two Ace fighter pilots here, uh, B B Biscotti and Cappuccino." 
you know, and they're going to come out and they're yeah. going to take, and then the pirates just eat their fucking lunch. Dude, they just, we got, how we cool. got, we got Bertoli and we got fucking, uh, gelato coming yep. out here. <laughs> I, I love, uh, yeah, this, this moment is so cool Bertoli to me because it, it, it's so bizarre that they kind of introduced them as if they are in the episode one pod race. Totally. Like, and there's the fans are cheering around. Like, and yeah. people are like, oh, my favorite pilots. But like, they're just on this cruise. Like, it's so weird. It, it I, be... I liked the, the showmanship of it, of where it kind yeah. of like, I, I think that this is a good kind of political commentary on the whole thing, too, of just like kind of like trying to turn the turning into entertainment to make people feel safe and all this stuff. When like yeah. you think about what's actually happening and it is very dark and people are going to die. Uh, uh, back well, at. No, let me, uh, I was just going to say, like, the. It made me think it would be so cool if you went on a, like a cruise line and they did a little show like this where they had four planes come and like you know aerial combat, but you know obviously not real. Like I, it seemed it like real. a really fun experience. No, don't you can't kill anyone. Just like, like, like a real life Captain Phillips, where they're like, oh, we might all die from pirates. Oh no, we no, we're not gonna. They say the guy saved the, who's, the who's Scotty the and now, fucking Vespucci saved the day. Was it? Uh, apparently, Gelato is the captain now. From what Andy's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm Sherbert. Uh, back in his back in his hideout. <laughs> not an Italian word, Tim. <laughs> that one we lost. It. Porco gets word over the radio that the pirates have succeeded in arriving the ship, and now they're coming for you, Porco Rosso. Uh, not really uh, wanting to tussle. Porco makes his way over to Milan. Bad weather hits, so he ducks below the clouds. You would think he would fly above that bad weather, especially in an open cockpit plane, but then we wouldn't get some of what that what Andy refers to as that super beautiful studio Ghibli scenery, right, Andy? We get to just uh-huh. kind of fly above everything and check it out. And we see an island. We see all this cool stuff. Uh, anyway, Curtis catches we, up. We should have. We should have. Like, I wish I had seen all these movies beforehand, and that way we could have had like rank the moments of peace because like th- these are some you know the the moments are just silent stillness, not a whole lot that's it. going on, and it's just great animation and great scenery. And I think that's what I've come to enjoy the most about all these movies, just the appreciation for animation. Yeah. That's what we'll call the segment. Appreciation for animation. Animation we'll appreciation. About. And was this the moment? This is the moment, yeah. Uh, this is one of the moments. Well. Uh there it is. I I have to say the the hue lighting setup with the hue sync, ten out of ten with this. The yeah. way that the yeah, the way the colors like shoot out of the side of the TV with like That's the colors it. in the thing. Oh my god, it's beautiful. If you've got that That's set really up at home, try it. I All the music movies have been good with that. I had to wear my uh I will say it sounds good in headphones because my TV speaker keeps breaking. Porco catches up, uh, excuse me, Curtis catches up to Porco and challenges him to a one-on-one fight, but Porco straight up tells him no. And he's like, what do you mean no? And he goes, I'll tell everyone you're a chicken. And he goes, chicken, pig, what's the difference? <laughs> it's such a stupid line. I'm like, telling you guys, every it's time so there's good. a big reference with Porco, I'm Porco Rosso. Say it one more time. Please say it. Nick, give me it. Give me it. I'm just the pig. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that, Dude, that's Tim, one I'm of the so lines where I thought, oh, I'll get it at number one. Let's go home. Like, the, the chicken or pig, what's the difference line is where I immediately knew, oh, they don't give a fuck what sort of lines they're saying anymore. Right. Like, this, like, this doesn't even have to do with, you know, oh, like, pigs are dirty or whatever. Like, chicken or pig kind of still makes no sense to me. I guess the fact that they are farm animals and they are eaten, uh, 
often I have it's just well, a no, weird line. It makes total sense because everyone call he everyone thinks of him as a pig. He thinks of himself as a pig. So being a chicken or a coward doesn't matter to him anymore because he's something lesser than that. Yeah, which he's, is he's I mean, not he a is human. a coward basically. Yeah. He's a person. Yeah, like, but but a but a, a chicken is like somebody who's scared and a pig is somebody who's disgusting and gross. Yeah, like, but I he's saying I, if you're so one he's... if you're one animal, you're not a human. So you could be like they want to call you a chicken. Great, whatever. Everyone already yeah, they already call me a pig. What's the difference? There's no difference. I'm not buying it. Andy, you don't understand how deep the line is. You don't understand I'm sorry. the thematic relevance. Legitimately, it's it's a cool line. He's trying to get the dude to goad him into fighting him, or the dude's trying to goad him into fighting him. He's got a plane that's on the fritz. It Obviously, he, he won't be able to do well in this fight, so instead he's just like, all right, I'll see you later, man. I don't need, to, I don't need this. I'm not trying to impress you. Andy, maybe it was my line delivery. Can I try it again? Cool. Yeah, let's see. Let's hear it. Chicken. Pig. What's the difference? I know. I was like, if we're going to walk in here, <laughs> we're taking a walk today, everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> animation. <laughs> All right. Uh, Porco's engine dies, giving Curtis the edge he needs to move in for the kill. He nails Porco's engine, and then lands to grab a piece of Porco's hull for proof of his victory. Porco, of course, meanwhile, is hiding the rest of his plane and himself in the bushes along with wreckage. Uh, Gina gets a call from Porco saying he's alive. She's freaking out, but he's like, it's okay. I'm okay. The pig, the pig is in the whistle. <laughs> uh, he tells Gina he's off to Milan to fix his plane, but he wants to give, uh, but he wants her to give Curtis a message for him. He says, I'll be back. Terminator 1984, Tim. Uh, Gina gets pissed. She says, the Italians have a warrant out for his arrest. Are you crazy? And Porco replies, I'm just the pig. <laughs> <laughs> a lowly, Nick, lowly pig. It was stupid when you started, but you I won know. me over 100%. I, 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 I have so many more of those written in here. Uh, Porco shows uh, shows up to Piccolo's shop uh, with the rest of his plane, and then he is greeted by Piccolo and Piccolo's granddaughter, Fio, uh, who is from America, who comes help pull the wreckage into the shop. Porco tells the mechanic he needs an edge to beat Curtis, or his business is sunk. Uh, Piccolo offers him an engine, uh, this amazing engine. Uh, so he says, it's a great engine. This is the engine that came in second in that race that Curtis was talking about. And Porco was like, well, who, who got first? And he goes, well, Curtis got first. To which I reply, why the fuck would I want this engine then, man? This is a loser's but engine. That, the and then he lost. comes with the best response of like, yeah, the engine, uh, the, the, um, Mechanic that worked on it was an idiot. We can make it way better. Yeah, of course. Card is uh, a driver. You know what? You know what sucks is that uh, for someone like Piccolo, um, where you're the ugliest dude in this movie, and there's a pig in this movie. Like this dude is ugly, man. It's so like, Piccolo's damn. old. Like his his pretty days are behind I don't know him. What's Come on. going on with this? This guy's got fucking whiskers like a catfish. Oh, what is happening? Andy, let me let me explain to you someone as, as someone who was an Italian and facing the same fate as Piccolo here. If if God willing, I get to that age. Um, Italians have what we like to call a drop off a cliff moment where we're super young for a moment. And then right around, I want to say 50, we just drop off a fucking cliff and we become really old, small men who are just like stinky usually okay. no matter what tim we just can't get the stink out of the pig <laughs> i can't get this yeah andy out. andy i think i think you're just this episode failing to understand things man like I, i'm a little worried about you He's you know just a pig. oh here we go here's the ad yeah. transition oh no sorry oh I, that was, there was no ad transition i don't uh, know i was just i was just giving you really, shit really quick uh, okay. Nate, it, it's earlier than 50 <laughs> 
How dare you? Uh, Piccolo tells Porco that Fio will be working on his plane, and Porco's like, no dice, man. Fio's too young and also a girl, so she clearly can't do anything with engines because that's man work. And Fio's, instead of standing up for herself, goes, I'm going to sell myself to this guy. Uh, She says, if I don't do a good job, you don't have to pay. To which Piccolo's like, I did not agree to this. Uh, you still have to pay, just FYI. And he Nicholas didn't say that, but absolute, with his Italian eyes, he, he was like, I'm going, no. Nick, there's he no says the, way I'm the exact that. opposite. He says, well, it's my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I'll do what she says. But in says. the back of his mind, he's like, she better deliver or else I'm killing all well, these people. He knows she's going to deliver. She seems to be a freaking g- genius. You know? uh, of course, Fio works all night on the rough draft of the design, and it looks good. She's never seen anything like the original design. Uh, and she's like, this seems really, really dangerous. And Porco's like, uh, it is dangerous for anyone but me because I am the bomb.com. Uh, she otherwise, he, he looks at it one, once over, and he's like, hmm, pretty impressed. He makes one small uh, change to, I guess, the uh, angle of the wings and says, otherwise, good job. Let's go straight into making this damn thing um later that day piccolo gets all uh, basically calls in all of his workers who all happen to be his female relatives this is a hilarious scene for anyone who's italian because if you've ever been to italy you are if you're italian and you've never been to a place in italy where you're from you're related to everyone just understand that tim i don't know how i got 400 cousins maybe they're third fourth fifth cousins sometimes cousins are just people you met on the street you like them very much you're like you know what tim you're my cousin now. Cousin we're all cousins. Anything. We're all cousins. Was, cousins. was the implication that they uh, were making here that all the men were at war? Yes, either okay. at war or yeah. doing stuff for the war effort because they were off. They were off doing what what uh, Marco I think says is more important work or something like that, uh, and so they have to get all of the well, women he in. He kept saying they, they were they were working. They had gone away to work, and uh, Marco was like, "This is work." And I, th- I feel like right, they, call they, him back, call him back. Well, yeah. I, I feel like it was like they were actually off to war, but like the dude didn't want to say that because they're maybe aren't, weren't on the best side of that. Yeah, maybe know? they're fighting for the fascists. That's possible. Um, but, you know, this obviously thematically is supposed to be in there as far as like Marco's relationship to women and what he thinks of them. And also there's a little bit of, a, I think, an homage to the sort of war effort in America where all like, you know, we women were able to go into the factories and do work and build planes. Rosie like the that. Riveter. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. That concept. Uh, later that day, uh, let's see. Oh, I love. By the way, I want to just quickly shout out. This scene's so fun for me because obviously he's like, "This is my cousin Gina. This is my other cousin Gina. This is my cousin Gina Marie." And then we get to the three older women who are. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but they're all dressed in black. Uh, because in Italy, when some when your husband dies, you mourn him by dressing all in black, and then like some of the older generations just never stop. Forever. So they're always yeah. dressed in black. Constantly. Oh shit! Really? Uh-huh. But it's hilarious, and they all look like that, where they like they have a little, the little kind of nun covering, and they're just like always mourning. But I love that they get in there and like we're just doing this for some poker money. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Piccolo tells him chill out and eat some spaghetti while they work, uh, and then Pico and Por- uh, Piccolo and Porco test out the new engine the next day, which literally is so powerful it rips off the uh, the the metal shed uh, siding. Porco tells Piccolo, Piccolo tells Porco to try not to hit on his niece, but Porco is more into uh, smoking and t- taking long naps. And he's like, this is the relationship between him and the, the, the niece. I was like, we needed to clear more clearly to find this as like a, a more fatherly daughterly relationship. Cause there's, they hint at the fact that Porco maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think, it's he, just has, I I think wish... he just has a bad reputation of hooking up with a bunch of people. And just because the, the, you know, the grandfather is like, don't, don't go after him. Porco's like, I don't, I have no interest in this kid. Well, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he does 
he does sort of do this like that's your granddaughter wow she's cute like you know there is that but i I think that's more because of what you said with this man looking like some sort of cat hybrid with the whiskers yeah it's weird he's lost he's Uh, lost it Andy, are you going to hate me when I look like that? Are we not going to be friends anymore when I look like an old I, Italian man? I hated man? you for the last five years, Nick. Fair Nick, enough. take Fair the enough. hint. Last five years, okay? Fair um, now, now um, I think the Japanese version, the original version, she is 14, and in here she's 17. Because uh, I think they mentioned she's 17, and then I read up on some of the wikis, she was 14 in the original or whatever, which kind of makes it even weirder because I think Marco was 37 in this movie. Uh I didn't see that. I saw she was 17 everywhere, but. Oh, really? Yeah, but the, it, it's hard oh, with these yeah. movies because there's so many different translations and like yeah. redubs and stuff that things change. But I, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be 17. Okay, got it. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it is still weird. I think it's just a, a little girl who sort of looks up to Marco and has a crush on right. him. Like kind of, you know, I have, a little, I have a crush on this guy. And Marco's just like, all right, chill the fuck out. But then she kisses him. He blushes. It's Yeah. I think I think it gets I think that it gets better as they go on because I think the yeah. relationship gets more clearly defined as like I look up to you I need your I want your approval and then Marco realizes like oh she's got a lot of worth and she's an amazing you know she's smart she can do all these cool things but in this first like the first like 10 15 minutes I'm like man I wish they could have just been a little bit more clear cut about why he is uncomfortable around her and I wish that the uh the sexual nature of it was just taken out of it because it, to me it's just confusing and, and and confuses his character growth and her character growth as well Kevin Kevin and Tim, it just reminds me of when Stanley's daughter is visiting in the office, um, and uh, Michael Scott walks up to her. I, I thought you said Stanley, like <laughs> no, Stan, yeah, yeah. Stanley. <laughs> and Stanley's like, she's in, she's in middle school, Mike, and he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So God, so bizarre. Uh, moving along, later that night, Porco meets up with Ferrari, uh, who warns the pig that he'll be arrested if caught by the enemy because uh, he's an enemy of the state. He's a traitor. And he won't fly for uh, for his country anymore. Ferrari offers him to get. He's like, dude, I'll get you back in the Air Force, man. I'll pull some strings. But Porco would rather be a pig than a fascist. And I respect Love that, that line. That was a good line. So uh, cool. Ferrari offers. Uh, he's like, okay, well, the only other thing I can do then is I'll look out for you as best as I can. And I'll let you know if, when they're coming for you. But that's the best I can do. Uh, Theo picks him up in a flatbed so they can go out and test his plane but porco tells her they're being chased by the secret police and he has to get out of there now no more testing the plane better work or i'm gonna die uh, under the cover of darkness the crew prepares the plane fio arrives and begin preparations to become porco's co-pilot uh, and of course porco is not having this he tries to dissuade her but she insists on going with she says the plane is experimental she wants to go along uh, and she'll pretend to be his hostage so that they can tell the authorities when they arrive that porco forced them all to work on his plane and porco's like wow you're just digging me a deeper deeper hole with these that, people that was a brilliant was move on an end now i'm gonna bullet in my head they're just gonna pull me out back and put a whole fascist bullet in my head oh they were gonna me. put a bullet in his head to begin with they don't take away like they don't take kindly to the people that run you know let me ask you a question kevin do they kill him and then they just make him into pancetta so they can put it on their stupid flatbreads <laughs> oh i'm italian is his whole body a pig or is it just <laughs> his head so I don't well, know. I never see, saw his he curly little hands. tail. He has like human. Things. He doesn't have hooves. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I think point. it's just his head. But a do a lot of people imply that they're gonna make barbecue or they're pork. gonna like, yeah. yeah bacon. Yeah, they're gonna do some bacon and pork and stuff. Mm, I'm just thinking about that's some good pilot. I know. I'm mm. I'm hungry for lunch. But yeah. It was uh, around here though that we get the reveal that uh, her butt's bigger than it looks, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is the Somewhere point where the, where she starts going. Well, I, I, look, I I designed this little cockpit in here. Uh, and he goes, you're not going to fit in there. And she goes, well, I know he's my. Like, she's he, like, goes, he says, take out a gun. 
Yeah, you got to take out a gun because you're not going to fit in there. And then she makes the crack about having a big butt. And then everyone goes, well, she said it, so I can run with it. No, but he yeah. said a joke you, you and your little butt aren't going to fit in, in there or something yeah. like that. And well, she and goes, it's she bigger responds. than it looks. And no matter how big it is, ladies and gentlemen, me undies has it covered. I knew ladies it. and gentlemen, me undies wants to talk Master. to you about underwear. Like seriously, they have a lot of feelings about it and want to chat with anyone who's willing to listen. So you guys, you beautiful, beautiful audience, you're going to listen to me talk about underwear right now. Is your undie drawer something to be proud of, or a little embarrassed by, or a little bit of both? Uh, how much more fun would it be to get dressed every day if you knew you got to pick from a drawer full of fun and adorable undie prints like Orcas, Bees, and Cherries, like I get to do, Kevin gets to do, Andy gets to do. We all do it. It's fun. Uh, what am I wearing right now? Kind of boring. It's just navy blue, but it's a boring Friday. You know what I mean? I'm sure Kevin's wearing something crazy like polar bears. No, it's just like a teal, but it's a pretty uh, teal. But it's a hot I, teal, right? Yeah. I will say this. I'm unfortunately wearing the most uncomfortable non-MeUndies boxers I've ever worn in my life. I, I ran out of my pairs. I, I I went through 12 pairs. It's a problem when you get more. You forget you, you forget you got to do laundry uh <laughs> less often and you just kind of mm -hmm. like take it for granted they're always going to be there it's not true it's hard man because when they are there for you it's the softest experience you're ever going to put on your nether regions to get 15 percent off your first order free shipping and 100 percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning uh to get 15 percent off your first order free shipping and 100 percent satisfaction guarantee meundies.com slash morning this has been support, a fun in review. Support you know? our sponsors so they support our sponsors, everybody, so they know to keep supporting us. We love yeah. you. The undies have been there for us, man. They've been making all this stuff happen. Making I own several MeUndies, and I love every damn one of them. Me too. Me too. Man, man. I Erica bought the looking, 10 pack. Erica's I'm still looking good, Nick. The, yeah, the back is a little. The back is a little long. Why are you scared Andy, of need, cutting the back, Nate? Right. Andy, I need you to get. I need you to clean up the sides a little bit. I can actually need to clean up the sides too. Yeah. Can I? Can I drop by later today for just a little zhuzh? If I wear the mask zhuzh. and the goggles, probably, uh, probably not. Could it, <laughs> it, just, like, let me know. Like, <laughs> like, I got nothing else to do the rest of the weekend. Let me know what time next five six days I can just drop by. You got? You got? Yeah, anything? I'll look at my schedule. I'll look at my calendar. Okay. Cool. Somebody pointed out, by the way, that you are that, that I didn't get the joke when you were talking about clearing your schedule. Someone's like, did he just name enough people that have no hair? I was like, I don't think so. Think it's, it's <laughs> no, <Cardo>. Anyway, <laughs> back to the plot. The plot. Um, Porco tries to dissuade her. She says, I'm going with this is my plan. I want to make sure it works. Uh, so not seeing any other option, he lets her go with. After nearly smashing into a bridge, Porco uses the newly installed trim tab, uh, thanks to Fio, to get the plane in the air. Uh, once there, Ferrari meets up with them and sends hand signals that the Air Force has set a trap for them up ahead. He says, come with me if you want to live. Terminator, 1984. 1984. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Thank you. When they part, uh, Ferrari gives Porco shit about his co-pilot. He says, cute girl, when did you start babysitting? And Porco's like, like Nick, hates, Nick doesn't like The Office, but he is Michael Scott. Like, I, I swear, dude. Why do you it's think he doesn't like The ridiculous. Office when he watches it and, like, everyone's making fun of one guy and he's like, oh. It's like, Michael, you have to do this. Well, I don't. And don't call me Shirley. Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that is something really that funny. happened. That's really funny. Uh, Curtis trespasses in Gina's secret garden. He tells her a quote from his own screenplay, uh, which he just sold. Uh, he wants Gina to come with him. Uh, what a gonna, great like, live. I love like, that bit. I know. Uh, uh, he's going to be a big Hollywood star and probably president of the United States one day. This dude just fucking has it. And Gina laughs at his stupid face. She's like, I'm not going to go with you. 
I have a long-standing bet with myself going. He's like, what's that? She goes, if a certain man comes to visit me in my special garden, then we'll, I'll fall in love with him and everything will be okay. Uh, but only if he comes out at night, um, which is a weird thing to say. She's like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Gina La- uh, yeah. No, no, he only comes at night, though. Oh, he, but he only yeah. comes at night. That's right. So he only comes at night. see your face. Just like me. That's oh, right. He only comes at night. Hollow notes. Uh, just then. Was that a masturbation joke? Or? <laughs> Kevin, come on, man. We're having fun. Oh, Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed it. Can you say it again? I'll wait. No, no, no. I'm good. No, no. <laughs> Kevin, come on. We're having fun. Uh, Kevin, so, come on. Curtis, does, of course. Does he come by the garden and uh, hook up with her? Is that what he, is that what she's saying? They hook up? No, she's saying that he only comes he he, he only comes to the rest night. Yeah, and she wants him to come yeah. to the garden in the broad also, daylight. Yeah. So that she can see his his uh his face. What uh, also just for a moment I now that we brought up the bar right there. Um oh. I really like when a movie has like a bar where like the good guys and bad guys can come together and it's like, hey, come on, guys, you know, no fighting in here. And they're like, of course not. We would never fight. It's kind of like the peace area. Yeah. Reminds me of John Wick, though. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, that's no, it, no, yeah. exactly. Tim doesn't get that reference. No, he doesn't. Because he's living it. in the fucking Stupid dark fucking ages, the pre Wick ages. Just the big. I'll never forget. I'll big. never forget, Tim. I don't know what we were recording or what we were doing, but I brought up God. I can't. I just want to watch John Wick so bad. I just, you know, I, I want to do John Wick in review and part four. It sucks that it was delayed. And then, no, no, no. We bring up John Wick four, and then Nick goes, "I know, fucking Tim." I mean, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, John Wick four was delayed because of the COVID, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Tim cancels everything. He'll cancel this show one day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Curtis is pissed. Now he'll never be president of the United States. Gina remembers the days when they were young and Porco was human, flying high above the ocean on the uh, on, on a plane called the Adriano, uh, which I believe is also the name of her hotel that she runs uh, or owns. You'd, he said, and then Isn't Curtis that says, the ocean choose- that they were on? Or- Right. Well, the Adriatic is the ocean, oh, but the yeah, Adriano, yeah, right. Adriano yeah. is the name of the plane. And I think it's the Hotel Adriano as well. It's just I think she named it after that because that was a fun memory. Could be wrong, but I think that's what it goes. Uh, you choose that stupid pig over me, Curtis says. And she says, have fun in Hollywood, little boy. And he's like, damn, that was emasculating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Theo. I recommends- love that line, by the way. That's, that's such a great moment to just say, Curtis, fuck off, dude. Yeah, go fuck Get out of here, off. Curtis. Um, after they've flown overhead, Fio says she recognizes Gina. She says all the pilots in the Adriatic fell, fall, have fallen in love with her. Um, they stop to refuel at a small port, and Porco go, gets the lowdown on what's recently been happening with political climate while he's been making his plane. Uh, the guy says the government has made a deal with the pirates, man. They've, they've capitulated. Uh, and you're out of a job, buddy, because they don't like bounty hunters anymore. Now you're on the wrong side of the law. And he's like, the law? I don't need a law. I am the law. I'm just the pay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best episode of Miyazaki review so far. I'm having a great time. I'm having a great but you time. know what I miss? I miss the I miss Belinda being here because she would just be rolling her eyes and just being like, "I hate everybody." On I this know. Podcast. I know. She would be like, "What a waste of time!" Like she was last week, and now miraculously she's not here this week. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, he may. Uh, anyway, uh, the guy's like, you might as well just join up with the pirates. And Porco's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, Fio outside is giving the kid a lot of shit because he's like, uh, he's charging them a lot of money for the fuel. And she's like, this kid's a crook for charging me so much. Uh, and then just a crook. Uh, and then the kid fires back and he's like, I'm not a crook. This is how much real fuel costs. Unlike you stupid Italians keep watering down your fuel. And I was like, 
you don't have a leg to stand on there, Fio. I've been to Italy. We do that. We do do that. Kevin, we water down our booze and our fuel. That's why the Fiats don't run so well. Um, Porco wants to go home. He's out of a job and there's no reason to fight Curtis. And she's like, you got to go fight Curtis. He's, he, you got to protect your honor. Um, Fio wants him to protect his honor, but he's a pig. He doesn't fight for honor. He fights for a paycheck. And now that he can't make one, he's just going to go back to his hideout. Once they get back to the hideout, of course, they're ambushed by the pirates. Uh, Porco tells them to leave, but uh, Fio alone because they start, uh, uh, you know, giving her crap. Uh, and he says she's a first-rate engineer and a genius to boot. She redesigned this plane, and it's better than ever. Treat her with respect. Quote, she came along just to make sure I pay my debts. And the pirates start laughing. And they say, you're in debt, too. We're all in debt. And they go, let's smash this plane for a paycheck. And then Fio stands up. And she's like, you're not going to touch my fucking plane, bro. That thing's a work of art. I worked hard on that shit. And you guys are all stinky pinky. And I love like, how damn it. she just commands all of this. And they immediately respect her. It's so, yeah. it's so cool. Uh, she says, quote, my father says, seaplane pilots are supposed to be braver than anyone in the world. You're not about money or revenge. You're about honor. And they're all like, fuck, we forgot about that. We respect Damn. this person. We're going to we're going to go. We're, yeah, she's now it, our leader. And then it cuts to Marco and he's like, oh, there's something special about this girl, but I'm just a pig. She's just a kid. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little kid with a dumper. Uh, where's your honor? A real seaplane pilot would never fight in a pack like cowards. Look at Porco. He came back to fight Curtis and regain his honor. If you want to fight Porco, do it like a real pilot in the sky. And they're like, shit, we can't fight him one by one. That's going to take forever. So they decide to ask Curtis to fight him, even though their contract with him is up. Thankfully, Curtis is scaling the goddamn wall behind them like he's some sort of raccoon. And he's like, I want some bacon. And he starts climbing down like this. And I'm like, damn, that dude's got really Dude, good core and leg strength. I just what a bizarre scene. Crawling. <laughs> For reals, man. Yo, this this is one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Uh, it made me laugh out loud, but like this is one of the times I was laughing at the movie instead of with the movie. Yeah. Where I'm like, we've seen this character enough now. And like, yeah, he's a, a kooky American. But like this to me crossed a line where like he went from being smarmy and kind of a dick to like being a goofball. Yeah, he's weird uh, and he's going to get creepier still when he goes, hey, I will fight you, but my contract with these guys is up. So you got to put something up as collateral. What are you going to put up? And uh, Porco's like, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Fio, or he says, well, how about this? How about you put up Fio? I'll marry her if you lose. And Porco's like, no dice, man. Uh, and Fio's like, nope, we'll do it because I believe in you. And then uh, Porco gives her crap. He's like, what on earth possessed you to make that deal? Uh, but then realizing, of course, she's doing all of this for him. He realizes he messes up and he apologizes to her and thanks her for saving his bacon. Otherwise, the pirates would have probably killed him. And she says, you've got more honor. Uh, and he says, honor? Well, I hate that word, but somehow when you say it, it doesn't sound so bad. We're starting to see a little character change here. Once the adrenaline wears off, of course, feels like, oh, my God, I'm shaking. That was crazy. I got to go. Uh, I got to strip down to me undies and go for a swim, leaving Porco blushing on the beach. Tim, do the ad. Oh, that would have been good. See, I know. I know. You just got we're here. We got to coordinate before the show because yeah. that would have been fun. I anyway, did a good place. Tim, I got. I, guys, this is like a total non sequitur. I got to never my my right monitor is a little less color corrected than my left monitor. My That's right monitor is my gaming monitor, 144 uh -huh. hertz, yeah. uh, 2560 by 1440. Incredible Asus Republic of Gamers monitor. But Tim looks so much more red on it. Like it is, was, it, it is it insanely crazy, dude. I was I'm a little upset with all of you, you beautiful men on this podcast with me right now Why? that. You know, I, I appreciate that it, it took, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is to get to this point where my, my redness being is being brought up. None of you brought up my mint bomber jacket. Oh, I was going to talk about it because it matches your shorts there. It's exactly. Amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. Nick, I did it's this for beautiful. you. Okay. No, I love it. Stand up, please. 
stand up. That's stunning. Cover yourself in that shawl. Cover yourself in that uh, blanket next to you. There's nothing stunning about what's going on here. Like, look at it. Look at this man. This man is an aquamarine dream right now. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Wow. He's flying. Wow. He's flying. <laughs> he's like a flying person. Yeah, he's like World. a flying Great. person. Good job. Great. <laughs> flying person. Listen, man, I got it all the creativity in the 15 pages of notes I'm about to read. Right I'm Porco movie. Minto from now on. Oh, I love uh, Theo, of course, Porco has a moment Minto. where Porco Minto. There you go. That's perfect. really good, too. Thank you. Uh, Theo screams out, and Porco's like, "Oh God, what happened? Did you did you get a Charlie horse? Because when you get a Charlie horse, uh, Andy, in in the water in the '80s, it was death. You, you were drowned. Dead. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, that "No, was I, the I number six. I number six fear. Well, mm-hmm. number six. Actually, technically, Kevin, thank you for bringing that up. Of course, number one, lasers. Number two, uh, quicksand. Number three, can't remember what it was. Number four, uh, children who aren't scared of anything. Yeah, is a huge problem for me in the '80s, sure. right? Because when you see when you watch like Poltergeist." <laughs> When you watch the poltergeist and that little blonde girl turns on, she's like, they're talking to me from the TV. And you're like, why are you fucking terrified, you demon child? <laughs> what is it? Give me something sharp. Step, step, step. Um, anyway, Theo screams out. She realizes she could have padded that bill. So the deal is uh, if, she, if they lose, Theo has to marry him. But if they win, Curtis has to pay the deal. And she's like, shit, I should have padded that deal. Uh, we could have made a lot more money off him later that night. Porco preps his ammunition. Uh, Fio that wakes up. That was really pat- funny. The, the padded, the, the I know. Uh, I like tickets. that moment. Yeah. She's, she's smart. She's smart. Yeah. And of course, we'll, we'll later learn that she goes on to be president of her, the company, which is well well deserved. Uh, let's see. Porco. Let's see, later that night, Por- uh, Porco's working on the ammunition. She wakes up, and for a split second, she sees the real Marco. We see him having a human face, uh, but then she kind of shakes it off and realizes that he's still a pig. And she asks, why did you turn into a pig? And he goes, all middle-aged men are pigs. And I love that line. I think that's hilarious. Mm. Uh, she says, I've heard a lot about the bravery that you used to have, especially during the war. And then she goes, maybe if I kiss you, just like that that old fairy tale, you'll turn back into a human. Uh, and he says, uh, you know, you should save that for someone that's a little bit more worthy than me because uh, I'm just the pig. And he goes, yes. And he goes, you're, and he goes, you're 17. That's at least, you know, 30 to 60 years, you know, like in prison. I don't know. I'm just coming up with a prison sentence. I don't know. Like, I think think Italy in the like mid 40s is probably way more. No, earlier than that, right? What I'm saying though is for the American dub, age of consent in Italy, 14 years old. Oh yeah, Jesus like, fucking Christ! To Americans watching this movie, to Americans watching this movie with Michael Keaton as the star, hot hot off the heels of Batman, like it's, <laughs> it's true. And Mr. Mom, uh, she says, and "Tell Mr. me a bed, tell me a bedtime story." So he tells her the story of the big trauma in his life that made him into a pig. He tells her they were uh, he was with his uh, squadron of fighters and they were on a routine surveillance patrol during the war. He was flying with his best buddy, Berlini, who had just gotten married to uh, to their friend Gina. Uh, and of course, Gina, he makes sure to tell uh, her of the hotel Adriano. And she's like, yeah, I fucking know who Gina is, dude. I already like I recognized her. We we're flying half a mile above there. I, everyone fucking knows Gina. You don't think I know Gina at the hotel? Everyone. Yeah, I'm Gina, I'm Gina Carano. I, man, how did it take this long to get there? <laughs> that's fair that's fair because, Andy you oh, got yeah, me. it's taking this long to get here because Gina should have a much bigger role in this movie she's just <laughs> kind of like she's just kind of like touched on to like hey remember this girl that you know like I again that's kind of my issue with Gina in this movie 
Uh, he says, suddenly we were in the middle of the worst dogfight of my life. Friends and enemies were falling all around me like flies. Uh, and he, I said, I had three planes chasing him and all he could think about was himself. He was for sure going to die. Then everything around him turned white. He thought it was heaven, but soon realized he was just floating above a cloud, uh, exhausted. He watched as the plane flew itself. Uh, and, and I love the visuals here, by the way, because it's like skipping along the, the clouds awesome, like it's water. Dude. It's so beautifully so done. So um, and then soon other planes start to form uh, from both squadrons. And they start to form up around him. And then they all start ascending to this beautiful sort of like wind current up in the heavens of planes. And this, if you have any doubt that Studio Ghibli is the top house for animation i dare you to watch this scene and and, and disagree with me because it's stunning uh he wants and of course as Ber, as berlin he screams out to berlini his friend who starts to ascend as well and he wants to switch planes with him he says take me and not you know instead because you've got gina to live for um but the gods don't listen to him instead they return him to the air and the sea below and then uh, he says God was telling him he was a pig and deserved to be all alone. The good guys were the ones who died. Uh, Fio thinks he's a great human being, and she's glad he's still around. Uh, she kisses him on the cheek, and he blushes. The, ne the, whole, the next day, the whole of the Adriatic shows up for the fight. Uh, he says, this is a, the, the announcer says, this is a fight of honor. If one of you fights dirty, you'll be disrespected by seaplane pilots forever. And we've already established that Marco doesn't care about that. So we're like, let's pull some shit out, bro. We need to win. We need a W in this one. To show he's not fucking around, the MC throws a grenade into the crowd. And everyone's like, geez, dude, we got it. Uh, Curtis plans <laughs> to take Theo to the church the second he wins, which is super creepy. And then both pilots board their planes as bets start to roll in on the shore uh, with Curtis as the favorite by a wide margin. Uh, and we're off. Curtis gets into the sky first and immediately opens fire. But Porco is staying close to the water for a reason. And no one knows, understands why until the guys on the, the shore speculate that he's making Curtis run out of bullets. Uh, after another volley, Porco gives him the old the loop. Tim, the loop, the special yeah. maneuver that makes Porco the number one ace of all the Adriatic. So you're like fucking cool. You're We've like, all done cool. it. We've all done it in Star Fox 64, man. You Everyone's know that. Got a loop you know that loop maneuver. It's dope. Uh, of course, the, the loop. The loop gives him uh, the advantage he needs, but he doesn't pull the trigger. And everyone's like, why won't Porco shoot? And then one of the guys, uh, one of the pirates, who's also the uh, a pilot, says, well, he'll only shoot the plane, not the pilot. He will. Oh, no, nothing can make him kill a pilot. Pigma uh, does the loop in Star Fox. There you go, bro. Uh, Curtis talks mad shit to, to Porco as they uh, dogfight hard. Uh, he gets the upper hand on Porco, but Porco's plane is so fast it's leaving vapor trails. The crowd goes nuts down below and watch uh, as the water tower, uh, the, the watchtower itself, everyone's going so crazy. The watchtower gets just kicked over. And of course, the pilots then have a really good grounds for personal injury lawsuit against uh, whoever owns this island. Back. On her island, Gina gets a transmission from Ferrari warning him that the entire Italian army and air force is on the way to the duel. They've heard about it, and they're going to go get Porco. So she's like, shit, we got to do something about this. So she hops in her plane with her person, and they go. Uh, Porco finally gets the beat on Curtis, but his gun is jammed. And thanks to Fio's big butt, he doesn't have a second gun. Uh, Curtis uses all of his, he has used up all of his ammo. So they, without any other options, they just start throwing shit at each other. Uh, across the plane. This is really, really funny. Then they both land and meet in the middle of the water for a good old-fashioned fisticuffs. And I like this because it reminds me, that's right, Tim, of Talladega Nights, when both cars have crashed and they start foot racing each <laughs> other. And the announcer's like, in no way is this legal. They've both been disqualified already. <laughs> but they just keep but running after doing it. It's so funny. Uh, Curtis gets in the first lick, but Porco retaliates with a nice takedown. Both wanting to uh, that fight night purse, that fight of the night purse for 50K that the UFC is offering. They get back up, uh, foregoing the ground game and focus on stand-up. Gina approaches by air. Down on the ground, both pilots are beating the shit out of each other. Uh, the bell to round six rings, and Porco and Curtis fight over who's who is the bigger womanizer. And uh, they Curtis, are fucking disgusting looking at this point. Like yeah, they are, realize. they are 
bruised and beaten up and it's it reminds me of after yeah ufc fight when videos go viral and photos go viral like well that wasn't photoshop that was actually how her head looked oh, remember yeah. that one woman that got her fucking head beat yeah in? i think like it was horn, uh right? her forehead was oh, like gigantic yeah, i think it was the joanna uh, your j yeah. fight she had that big contusion on her head yep. it looked like a horn it was fucking oh, disgusting. Yeah, it was scary uh yeah. curtis called for a kid's porno. movie it's weird <laughs> like it, it was fight. very graphic uh, Curtis calls out Porco for not realizing that Gina is in love with him. He calls him an idiot. He says, for years, she's been waiting for Porco to visit that garden of hers. Uh, and this, and Porco's like, what? And it stuns him, giving Curtis just an opening to knock his ass down. Uh, but the bell rings before he hits the floor. And everyone's like, no dice. We got to go into round seven. And, of course, round seven starts. And both pilots just are like, we're done like punching each other. We're just going to choke each other out. And they both go unconscious as Gina's plane lands. The ref starts the 10 count as the other judge tells everyone, he says, whoever gets up first wins. Uh, and then Gina walks over and looks down at Marco and orders him to get up. She says, I don't want to see you breaking any more hearts. Uh, the ref, of course, goes eight and nine. When he gets to nine, Marco bursts out of the water and wins. Uh, Fio, of course, overjoyed, runs to his side and hugs him with a big old thank you uh, because now she doesn't have to marry that creep. I was going to take her back to America and she wants to stay and run this cool company in Italy. Uh, Gina tells everyone that the Italian army is in route. And she's like, if anyone has any beef with the Italian army, you probably want to leave now. And everyone's like, now. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone skedaddles. Uh, and then, of course, before proving that Gina is the MVP, Tim, and I'll tell you mm -hmm. why. Before she leaves, she goes, hey, everyone, after party at my house. After party at That's my house. That's true. That is, she does that. Damn. And I'm like, that's pretty dope, Gina. Uh, she could have said my bar, but she says my island. Let's go to my house. Dude, that's uh, so cool. I want an island. I know, right? Everyone scrams as the lead pirate hands Fio a bag of money, and he gives her a prop for being a great seaplane uh, engineer. Fio thanks Curtis as well for being a fucking loser. And then Porco scoops her up and throws her onto Gina's plane, and he says, take her to a respectable society, please. Of course, she doesn't want to go, but uh, she doesn't have much of a choice. Uh, Gina tells him he always does. Uh, she says, you always does this. And he goes, sorry, off you go. Uh, and he, he bids them adieu as he and Curtis... Um, watches the planes take off and he says uh hey man let's give those let's give the italian army a run for their money uh curtis says here comes the italian air force he says i'm going to draw them away from the others want to help and curtis is like well all right fine i can't really see anymore because my eyes are puffy uh and i have a couple concussions but fuck it let's get in the plane why not how, what's the, how... what, what possible do what possible bad could come from the pressure of going up into the atmosphere uh when curtis <laughs> how did he turns him wait, 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 like how did they not die they probably are very low on fuel. They have no bullets in their guns, or the guns are totally jammed. You know what They're I mean? Born. Like it didn't seem like uh, it was going to go as optimistically as it did. Well, they weren't well, going to. Well, I, I don't think I, the idea I, was to shoot down the army. I think the idea was just to draw them away from the rest of the yeah. people and then. Well, them. Yeah, but like, the army's idea is definitely shoot him down, right? Yeah, but I, I think, but you know, we hear that monologue from Theo at the end, and she's like, they. they flew circles around the army and got away. Yeah. Like, they're just such good pilots. He just pieced out and got away quickly. Of course, important note, one last little beat. Before um, all this happens, uh, Curtis turns to him to, to say yes, and he's shocked to find that Porco's face indeed has changed. Of course, we as the audience don't get to see this. The camera's pulling off, and he's like, let me see it. Let me see your face. And Marco's like, dude, just get your fucking guys better shit to cool. do. I'll show you my face later at the after party. Go I the like after that. Party. Um, uh, the last image we see is Fio and Gina flying high above calm seas as Fia narrates. She's Porco flew rings around the Italian Air Force, and they never caught up with him again. I stayed with Gina for a while and became good friends. Soon enough, of course, she left to become president of the Piccolo Company, where they designed and built all sorts of dope planes. Every summer, she says she makes it a point to make a little bit of time to go back and visit Gina at the Hotel Adriano. Um, of course, uh, as for Gina's bet, how that turned out, well, that's our little secret. The end. 
just a big. I'm just a big. I really enjoy this movie. Maybe I liked who, it more than I thought. I who's know. the MVP? I'm gonna say I, Gina, man. She saved everyone. No, nah, I think I think it was Fio. I think it's Fio. It's yeah. Fio, dude. There's no doubt that Fio's the MVP. She's yeah. the one who builds him in this incredible plane. She uh, helps barter this sort of weird deal. She calms down the but, pirates from killing him. She so the, the bartering the deal is super important because like I feel like the unintended consequences like um what's his face Porco regains his self-respect and sense of honor right yeah I mean she's the impetus of all of that so she should absolutely be the MVP but Jeanette through the after party but also she kissed Michael him Keaton not cool not cool mm, mm, very true very he true turned into a human. he turned into a human after that right like way after though yeah no but like immediately right because like that's the point of like she kissed him and then Curtis is like whoa your face dude what happened like and he's like I'm oh, just is that right pig. I'm just, I'm just a pig. I'm just a pig. Um, so okay, so I, we're we're going with Theo here. Where does yeah. she land on the MVP list? <laughs> Which currently number one, we got Dope Daddy from Totoro. Oh, I hate that. Oh, <laughs> number two, we got Fujiko from uh, Castle of Cagliostro. Number three, we got the pirate slash Dola from Castle in the Sky. Then we got Osona from Kiki, and then Tato from Nausicaa. I would put him over the pirate slash Dola from Castle of the Sky. I would put, put her him under. Deal. Her under Dola, personally. I go over pirates. All right, and that's three. I'll go over. I'll vote it. So, God, you are Michael Scott. I, I'll go over. Unvo- outvoted. And it's like, all right, yeah, no, we. You got outvoted. I'm just. I'm pointing <laughs> out for audio listeners that you got outvoted. And you lost. And that's how voting You're a works. You're loser, loser, pumpkin eater. <laughs> All right. The current rankings right now of uh, the Miyazaki movies. Number one, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. Number three, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number four, Castle of Cagliostro. And number five, Castle in the Sky. Huh. I, I mean, I would, I, and it's not to say this movie wasn't a beautifully made movie, but I would put it at that last. I just Wait, think do I'm we like, have any haikus? Oh shit, we do. Wait, also, I need, I need... you'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form. My notes for the show every week get more and more complicated as we add so much dumb shit and I just have random things. And there's oftentimes I'm looking, I'm like, what? I don't even know what this is. Like why? What? Because I misspell things. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, Fujiko. That's what that is. There you go. We got some nice hymns sponsorship. This episode. For hymns, vitamin. Um, Andrew Feisner says this Nick's favorite. So many Italians and Michael Keaton. <laughs> I mean, twenty five has all the makings. <laughs> Engine twenty five uh, says Michael Keaton's right. Pigs are better than fascists, and he's Batman. It's true. It's true. Uh, there's a lot of Batman references in, in, in these today. Uh, we got... A, what's up? I'm just a Batman. <laughs> Zade Wilson said, he's a pig? Really? Is it perhaps a metaphor? Nah, he's just a pig. I'm just a pig. <laughs> I'm just a pig. Castle Winks says, damn, Piccolo's fan. All Bamps and only one man. For Fio, we stand. That was good. That was good. That was really good. That was really good. That was really good. You win the award this week. Yeah, definitely. You get the haiku award. Um, 
I don't know. I'm having trouble where I would actually rank can, this one. Can you read the ranking one more time? Nausicaa, Totoro, Kiki, Castle Cagliostro, Castle in the Sky. Because right. especially doing this review, I'm like, I enjoyed like even talking about this more than I enjoyed talking about a lot of the other ones. I, but I I'm gonna it, like I really really enjoy this one, and I think I would put it under Nausicaa. Wow, number two? Yeah, I'd put it number two. Whoa. Like, I really, really like this movie. And, it like, it's one of those things, like, I didn't expect to like it this much. But, like, I thought it was exciting throughout. And I, even though, like, there's a bunch of, like, you know, uh, misogynistic stuff that, like, they yeah. really gloss over. There is, like, he does go from not respecting this girl because she's a young woman to respecting her because she's good at what she does. You know what I mean? Like, there is that growth there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I think I enjoy this movie at, a little bit more after talking about it with you guys, but I would still put it underneath Castle Caglio show, uh, second to last above Castle in the Sky. Mm. Um, yeah, I probably I'm debating putting it either above or below Kiki because I really didn't like the ending of Kiki and how abrupt it all was. But at the end of the day, I like I do like Kiki more, so I, I put it at number four. Sorry, is that is that above Castle in the Sky? It's above Castle in the Sky and Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, I would. I mean, for me, I would just put this dead last. I just think this movie just doesn't work. I think we had a great time talking about it because it's not a good movie and it's fun to make fun of. Um, but I don't think it's better than Castle of Cagliostro by any stretch of the imagination. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are uh, crazy. Belinda says. Porco Rosso's animation is top-notch, but the story and characters fall short. Other than a single moment where Porco's telling Fio his story before bed, it was difficult for me to empathize with his character. I wish there was more of those quiet moments to prove he wasn't so much of a one-dimensional character. The women in the movie are props in service of the protagonist's story. Fio's disappointment in simply being a woman is a testament to the world they've created, and less about her character, which was my favorite character in the movie. I wish her and Gina had more agency in their own arcs. I wanted to love this movie more, but it felt vapid and void of any emotional development within their characters. I rank it at the bottom of the list. Boom. So that Boom. means that, Andy, you said it was? Second to last above that. Castle in the Sky. And that's where it is, ladies and gentlemen. Porco Rosso. Um, I mean that number six or five? I forgot how many numbers we That puts it at five. How about that? How about that? Next week. We are doing uh, Princess Mononoke. I am extreme. We got that, and then after that, Spirited Away. Those are the two I'm I'm most excited to watch of this entire series because I haven't seen either of them. Princess Mononoke, as a kid, was a movie that kind of blew me away because I didn't really know animation did that. The same with with uh, uh, watching Akira for the first time was excited those are sort of two like wow, this is kind of what animation can be. This is insane and awesome, and I, I hope I like it again because I. I really enjoyed it as a kid just because it kind of, you know, it wasn't a kid's cartoon. Didn't feel like a kid's cartoon. So I want to leave this. Nick, just give me one more. I'm just a pig. A lowly, lowly pig. See you next week, everybody.